This is the Shopify Dropify, hosted by The Cut. Before they get to actually marketing their website, they have to have a really sound understanding of their customer um, and a very, very, very strong user experience on the website. Otherwise, any money they spend on on marketing, uh, at worst case scenario, will be wasted and in the best case scenario, they're not going to get the best return on their dollar. And what this means for e-commerce retailers is you can't look at your marketing in silos anymore. Um, you know, you're, you're 60% of your users are going to start their search on a mobile device. Two highest ROI channels are always email marketing yep. and SEO. Yep. Um, so absolutely, your email database, your customer database is one of the most important things. Welcome to the Shopify Dropify, hosted by The Cut, to help e-commerce businesses with interviews and insights from experts and merchants. Hello and welcome to The Cut and our podcast. We call it the Shopify Dropify. My name's Ben DeJong. I'm a director at The Cut. Um, We're Shopify expert and plus partners. In this uh, podcast, we do an interview with Mez, co-founder of Online Marketing Gurus, otherwise known as OMG. Uh, Please bear with us. We were in a slightly echoey room for this interview, um, but the audio is fine. Just bear with it because Mez has some awesome insights to deliver. A very switched on guy uh, leading a very switched on company. So uh, any merchant will get uh, find some uh, really good learning from this podcast. So we'll get straight into it. Speaking with Mez, co-founder of OMG on a recent trip I did to Sydney. Thanks for listening in and enjoy. So... Hello everyone, I'm in Sydney, uh, I'm at um, Online Marketing Gurus, otherwise known as OMG, and I'm with co-founder Mez. Mez, howdy. Lovely to meet you, Ben, lovely to meet you. Thank you for having me in here, you guys have been super generous. Just uh, if you could introduce yourself, mate, and tell us what you do at OMG. Yep, mate, as, uh, as you said, my name is Mez, I'm one of the co-founders of uh, Online Marketing Gurus. This is a business we started seven years ago. And uh, very proud to say we're Australia's leading independent uh, search and social agency. So we have a team of over 110 full-time staff uh, and we're Australia's only agency with an in-house research and development department. Awesome. And what's your, I mean, I understand completely you're a co-founder. What's your day-to-day position here? My day-to-day is actually working with our uh, existing partners uh, to look at how we can uh, collaborate on, on new projects uh, and, and innovate together for our clients and, uh, and managing those commercial relationships we have. Okay, awesome. So we might be having some more conversations in the future potentially then if we line up together. I would with the uh, really, really love to do that. All right. And your business partner and co-founder's name is Andrew, right? That's correct. So Andrew is my very good friend from uh, Macquarie University. So we used to go to uni back in the day and, and always sort of dreamed about having a business together. And um, yeah, here we are seven years later. I met him very briefly yesterday and uh, JP was kind enough to give me a bit of a rundown on the on the story there. So it's quite an interesting one. You guys were at uni together and you, you kind of went out and worked separately in uh, other businesses in digital marketing. Is that right? Well, actually, Andrew was working in digital marketing. So right. he worked for, for a large SEO, SEM company and uh, had worked in the industry for a bit and, and really didn't like how the industry was operating and yep. sort of wanted to, to, to sort of build his own company with a lot of transparency. And and I was working in a, in a corporate sales capacity and, uh, you know, sort of we, we sort of saw we had 
complementary skills. Andrew was really good at digital marketing. I had a good sort of corporate sales and marketing understanding. And sure. we thought, okay, well, let's, let's put it together and see what we can do. Those complementary skill sets are really important in business partnerships, aren't they? So there's no overlap and, and, uh, and, and each one has their uh, well-defined skills and strength areas. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. I mean, we're very, very good friends and I think part of that is that we, uh, you know, we each have our own area that we know we're, we're good at and then we focus on that. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it for sure. So as an agency, and can I, you're happy for me to call it OMG, are you? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so with OMG as a, as a company, what's the mission and the core of what you deliver? We uh, pride ourselves on what get, gets us out of bed every day is delivering evidence-driven SEO and SEM. So okay. we see so much um, sort of discontent in the market from customers who uh, are really paying for sort of guesswork. Yep. Um, and really, SEO and SEM are, are data-driven and evidence-driven sciences. For sure. So what gets us out of bed is, is, is really using evidence to deliver growth for our clients. Awesome. That's very well summed up. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cross fingers by cowboys mm. in this sector. Yeah, unfortunately, too much. Yeah, yeah. totally. We, we run into a lot of a lot of clients that are, that get burnt ourselves. So our aim with this podcast is always to help um, e-commerce merchants learn something. So let's get straight into some of uh, your best insights. Absolutely. What are some of the most common pieces of advice that you and your team give to e-commerce business owners? The, I mean, the biggest issue I see is customers who are coming to us and they don't have a proper website built and this isn't obviously to you know to feed you guys for giving us this interview but but really usability is becoming a massive factor for profitability on paid search and sure and in SEO in fact there was a study done by a company called SEM rush who looked at over 1.8 million different websites yeah and we the, use SEM rush it's fan, an awesome platform fantastic one of my favorite probably if not my favorite tool actually yeah it's amazing but, um, they looked at all of the different cause and effect relationships between sort of your your website and SEO yeah. and out of their top 10 ranking factors the top four actually had to do with usability okay so having a really well thought out well structured website that has a good user experience yep. is a prerequisite to doing search yeah so for me uh, I always suggest for clients that you know before they get to actually marketing their website they have to have a really sound understanding of their customer yep. um, and a very 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 strong user experience on the website otherwise any money they spend on on marketing uh, at worst case scenario will be wasted and in the best case scenario they're not going to get the best return on their dollar it's uh, that's awesome advice and certainly music to my ears. I was telling someone yesterday that um, our lead uh, digital designer, I was talking to him the other day and he, he actually made the comment that he said he hates SEO and it was a bit of an off the cuff thing but he's, he's, he's a switched on. I said, why, why is that? And he said, well, SEO in a way encourages the worst designed websites to appear at the top of the search and it removes clients' focus away from design and actually creating websites that are good for the customer and the mm. actual user and it shifts the focus from that. And I, I, I'd never really sort of heard it, I guess, put like that before but I thought, yeah, in a way, he's, he's exactly right. So mm. I think to hear you guys say that, that, that you, there's an appreciation of the design and the end user and how, how those two connect together, I mean, that's awesome. And I think that's where it has to go, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If I can touch on that, that paradox absolutely existed a few years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, where Google had very stringent requirements, uh, you know, from, from what we've ascertained where, you know, you have to have content at the top of the page and 
content needs to be you know completely seen on the page but now we're moving towards more of a, a mobile first environment you know totally. more than 60 percent of users are starting their searches on mobile devices yeah so google is actually now very flexible they're saying that hey if you, you know you do need a lot of content on the page i'm not going to mince For my sure. words on that no the the average length of a uh, of content um on a website that's on position one in google has two thousand words on the page yeah so Google does reward longer form content. For sure. Um, but that's where we need to think creatively about our, our usability and UX. Think about you know customer reviews, think about user-generated content. Yeah. So I think that you know when people get lazy with SEO, that's when it comes at the expense of usability. But if you get your SEO guys and usability guys working together, yep. that's when you actually get you know far superior outcomes for the, the perfect customer. recipe. Absolutely. The light and fluffy sponge cake. Exactly right. Or whatever. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't cook. Uh, I don't <clears throat> bake myself, so I don't know why I chose that analogy. But there you go. Everyone likes sponge cake. Uh, JP's in the room here with us, and he's uh, he's chuckling away at that analogy. Thanks, JP. Oh, I love that cake. <laughs> we all. Know Everyone that. likes cake. That's right. So for someone, uh, I mean, we meet a lot of merchants who are either considering a business or are in the early stages of it. For you, what's the best possible advice to them? Like, where should they be focusing their energy at those either planning or just post-launch stages of a, of a new e-com business? Uh, my, uh, I mean, always suggestion to these businesses is to start heavily on, on, on self-education. So really getting a lot of data, data and profiling their customers yep. and then understanding what they need to do with that data. Yep. So I see a lot of e-com startups sort of rush to, 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 to push out, a, you know, an MVP website. Yeah. But the reality is in, in competitive markets now, you can't launch with, you know, minimum viable product and then go, oh, why isn't my site performing? Well, sure. It's not performing because the site looks like garbage. Uh, you need to make sure that, you know, whatever you're putting out to the market, um, you know, is at a certain level where it, it can compete with, you know, what's currently there so for me i always suggest start with you know heavy competitor research customer research yeah um you know look at who are the top two or three players in your space uh, and aim to get something better than what they're doing because there's no point coming into a market and you know wanting to have the third best website or the fourth best website so yeah that's a big um big area i would suggest is you know you're better off uh, to wait to do something properly than to, to, to rush and push something out, which is, uh, you know, which is going to fail. And then you have the false equivalence of, oh, well, we did it and it didn't work. No, you didn't do it properly. Yep. Take the time, do it properly, launch a good website yep. uh, with a proper plan and you'll get a good consistent outcome. And we see that a lot with our customer base. The customers who are, are startups, um, you know, who have a proper budget, um, and go to market properly, always get a better result than the people who try and sort of cut corners. Yeah, 100%. So in summary, a lot of learning around your competitor landscape, yeah. but also the customers you're targeting and what they want from you. 100%. You can look at a tool like SEM Rush for $99 a month. Yep. You can put in any of your competitors and find out exactly what content are they uh, optimizing for, what keywords are they ranking for, how many people search for those keywords. So you know, data which 10 years ago would have costed you hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to collect, you yep. can now get for 99 bucks a month. It's incredible. And, oh. and SEM Rush is, and we're not plugging that deliberately, but it just so happens that we, we use it on our own business as well and for our clients. And that's Absolutely. an extreme powerful tool yeah what you as i said what what would have costed 
three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars in market research. You can now market research ten years ago. You can get for a couple hundred. There's bucks. some awesome value right there, right? Absolutely. So absolutely. if we ask, if I ask you about common mistakes um, that that you see in Shopify and e-commerce businesses making, is yes. is one of the most common mistakes not to do that research. Absolutely. So I'll give a couple of examples. So we, my business partner and I, we do a lot of work in the women's fashion space. So okay. you know, we've worked with you know Noni B Group, seven hundred stores. We work with a lot of large fashion retailers. And yep. But up until maybe five years ago, we'd only worked with men's fashion retailers. Okay. So you know, uh, we actually got engaged in a project for for an e-commerce women's startup. And uh, you know, men men tend to search for fashion very functionally. So we search for like shirts or shorts or whatever it may be yeah and we were very surprised when we did this project for this women's fashion brand who sold dresses they actually women search for dresses in over 1800 different ways that does and not surprise <laughs> me at all man. not at all and they, they search by six or seven different archetypes by sure. dress type by even you know evening wear etc they search yep. by dress length midi maxi mini and and what we found was that these guys had built this website and they must have spent a quarter of a million dollars building it. Right. And when we got the website, it only had six categories for dresses. And we came back to them and said, well, guys, unfortunately, your customers don't actually search like this. And that resulted in a massive cost for them. They had to go back and redevelop the website. Wow. And this is a common problem I always see is that, you know, the customer will come to us after they've built the website. And one of the most important factors for SEO is site relevance and site structure. For sure. So integrating those two processes together is extremely important. So I yeah. would advise one of the most common things I see is people go, no, nah, we're not talking to the SEO guys till we build our website. Yeah. And it's like, actually, you need to be talking to your, your search guys whilst you're building the website. Before you start. Yeah. Or it's not going to be fit for purpose. Locking out the, the mm. structure of what the site is going to look like. Exactly right. And one of the things we do is we offer a service... Um, uh, called a pre-development optimization, okay. where we actually work with the customer's web developer um, and and do the information architecture. So they'll say, "Hey, here's our product set. Um, you know, how to, like, what does our menu need to look like?" And we'll go and mine all of the data. Okay, if you're selling uh, dresses, then we know that we need a, a category for this, 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 this. We need subcategories for this, 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 and that helps to shape and make sure that. At the end of your development project, you have a cohesive uh, website which is uh, able to be marketed. Yeah, that's awesome. We went through a similar process with a client the other day where we kind of restructuring the navigation. It's it's currently very very busy and and very overpopulated with product options in some categories and very underpopulated in other categories. So, yeah, we we did a similar thing where we just helped them refine and simplify it and, and make it easier and more intuitive for the customers to make choices. It's uh, really good advice. So let's talk about how you guys help. Your core specialisation at OMG is particularly in SEO and pay-per-click. So can you tell us why it's so important to get those strategies right, particularly for e-commerce? Absolutely. So uh, I'll break SEO and paid search into two different categories, but fundamentally uh, for both, uh, 97% of consumers who are looking for a new product or new service in a B2C environment start their search on, uh, on Google. So we're finding that Google is now taking up a much overrepresented share of voice for you know new customer purchases. Sure. So really, if we want to be seen, people are looking on Google. You can't um, argue with ninety-seven percent. Exactly right. And even now, we went to a recent uh, Google symposium for all of their uh, premier partners. So okay. we're in the top few percent of Google premier partners. They do all this training with us every couple of months. But sure. what we found is that between the age groups of twenty-five and up to fifty-five. 
Um, YouTube now has a bigger penetration than the top three television stations in Australia combined. Wow. So people are engaging more and more and more with, uh, you know, online channels, whether yep. that be social, YouTube, search engines, yep. um, and less and less with traditional media. I so, spend a lot of time on Red Bull TV myself. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and this is where, too, even when people are, uh, you know, using traditional mediums like television, uh, a lot more people are using things like Netflix, they're using self-service content. They're totally. not watching free-to-air television as much. Completely. So really, um, I mean, that's the fundamental importance of SEO and paid search. Yeah. Um, is that, I mean, that's where people go when they want to buy stuff. Sure. And a second level to that is, I mean, why SEO is becoming so important is the cost of paid media in Australia is actually very expensive. We're one of the most expensive uh, uh, places in the world uh, to buy Facebook ads and to buy Google ads. So the cost of Google ads is going up 30% compounding in the last three years. Wow. Um, Facebook ads on a CPM basis in Australia, 4.6 times more expensive than the US. So now these businesses, which were heavily relying on paid search before, um, now need an SEO strategy because they're going, well, wow, paid search is becoming so expensive. Yeah. You know, we need to be able to get affordable traffic. And that's why SEO is now becoming something that's so popular. Um, and, and we're seeing even amongst our biggest clients, um, you know, they're cutting a lot of the time paid media spend and moving it into own media and email marketing because, yeah, sure. you know, they want to have that security. Yeah, we're having so many conversations about email marketing and what can mm. be done with some of the new platforms. It's mm. incredibly powerful, particularly with customer retention. Um, is there a really simple answer to the question of why is Australia um, that much more expensive proportionally than the US? Well, you, if you look at the geography of the US, you've got a sort of large population but very, very heavily spread out. In Australia, we have pockets of highly densely populated areas. Okay. So Sydney, Melbourne, you know, we've got several million population. Let's Brisbane, not forget Perth. And Perth, and Perth, <laughs> Um, so it's just high um, <laughs> high densities of populations in small areas means more competition. Sure, that mm. makes sense. Awesome, that's great. Thank you, uh, thank you, Mez. So I know that a lot of people who we talk to don't like this, but can you give us an idea of a typical client for you, like uh, like an example of a common situation at least for a client, and, yeah. and what the, you know their position when they come to OMG? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we break it into different tiers. So we have our like small small business um, type clients who are sort of uh, entry level e-commerce businesses who might be turning over you know a couple hundred grand a year or sure. maybe they have an established business and they're moving into e-commerce yep um, so yeah I mean we've worked with everything from you know starting from day dot um, you know we, we've got a new e-com business we want to market it yep um, through to uh, you know because we've got quite a large team we have enterprise specialists so we do everything from there through to you know we're managing some campaigns with a you know, quarter of a million dollars a week spend wow. um, for large e-commerce retailers, retailers with 700 plus stores. Sure. So it can vary quite wildly, um, but we have specific teams for managing specific profiles and, of clients. And, uh, and if those two are at the either end of your spectrum, then mm -hmm. are most of your clients in e-commerce what you would call a medium-sized Vast operation? majority of medium-sized operations. Yeah, there. Okay. You know, turning over at least a couple million dollars a year, sure. up to maybe fifty to a hundred million dollars a year as a total sure. business, not yeah. necessarily online. No, sure, I understand. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's very, very much. I dare say it's probably more skewed towards in between the small to medium range. And are most of your clients in that case? It sounds like a lot of them are running 
bricks and mortar stores as well? Are most of them bricks and mortar and online? I'd say probably 50 to 60% of our client portfolio is, is retail e-commerce. Doesn't necessarily mean they have uh, retail stores, which we, we classify it as clicks and mortar. Sure, um, but, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, but, uh, and quite a large percentage in Shopify as well. Yeah, okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, so when your team speaks to a new client, what are, what are the clients looking for in the first instance? Like, if, if they're, what are the first needs that they express when they, they first mm. engage with you guys? Well, one of the interesting things we, we've done, and I mean, um, again, not to, to sort of plug OMG, but, you know, we're sort of Australia's fastest growing agency. Well, it is your and agency, Mez. You have Thank every you. right to drop Thank it you. in I'll there. give a little, little, little shameless of plug. Of course, go ahead. But, um, but you know, one of our, our sort of unique points of difference is uh, we don't we don't have a sales team as such. Okay. So, um, you know, we're, we're growing really fast through the, the back of referral. And, and, and one of the things we do is that our sort of what traditionally would be viewed as a sales team are actually a team of digital strategists. So when we first have a conversation with a client, um, it's about really understanding sort of the needs of what they want to achieve, yeah. um, understanding the budget of the project um, to see, okay, what can we do and actually build out a custom plan. So we do all of that pre-sale. Okay. So really in the first conversations about understanding, you know, who's your customer, who are your competitors, what's the budget we have to work with on the project. Yeah. Um, and then we will actually build out a, a custom digital strategy document that goes through the plan for each one of those channels based on the budget. Yeah, okay, awesome. So your guys at every level have a really solid technical understanding. Absolutely. And absolutely. really you have to, don't you? Yeah, There's 100%. no real way around it these days. You can't just have a guy sort of pitching and selling and hard sell without having some level of technical to back it up. It's interesting. The vast majority of um, search and digital agencies have sales teams, sure. and those people don't understand the actual service. Yeah. And in fact, the vast majority of the guys in our digital strategy team uh, have actually done consulting. Yeah, so, okay. You know, our, our sort of uh, technical uh, growth guru, he was a consultant for 10 years. Um, so, you know, we're getting guys who have actually delivered digital projects and have digital yeah. businesses. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I mean to do it really well, you need to have the technical backing. 100%. Not, not that most people do. They certainly, they certainly don't. It's unusual in the, in the space for sure. Absolutely. Um, so you guys have a focus on, on e-commerce. You mentioned before, like, so of your client base, what, 60, 65% are running? Yeah, I'd say in e-commerce? 50 to 60% would be, okay. be an e-com business for sure. So... Um, or have some form of e-commerce. So it's a big focus of ours. So Absolutely. we speak regularly at the sort of online retailers conference, yeah. our iMedia conference. We're featured in a lot of publications talking about e-commerce. So it's just yeah. something we really, really like. Like, don't get me wrong, we do do a lot of, um, you know, sort of general B2C. We work with Vodafone, sort of work with AFL Australia. So a lot of cool B2C, you know, sort of uh, brands that are not e-com focused. Sure. But the vast majority, I'd say, are, are e-com. And, and, and it's an area of focus we really enjoy. Yeah, for sure. No, I can yeah. see that in, in the conversations I had with some of your other guys. And of those businesses, what portion are on Shopify? Mm, I'd probably say out of our e-com clients, at least sort of 20 to 30% would be on Shopify. Yeah, yeah okay. So there's a really strong presence there. Yeah. Um, so with your new, uh, new, new clients, when you're onboarding, a new client and looking at them, where do you generally find their biggest growth opportunities will lie? It like, can vary. For established businesses, we typically find the low-hanging fruits are in organic, so okay. SEO. Yeah. Um, for small startup businesses that don't have a lot of brand presence, paid search tends to be the the, the sort of the quick short-term wins. So that, that kind of matrix of 
as you build the effectiveness of your organic, you drop off the expenditure on the paid? Not Is necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. Like for me, I'm of the thinking that, you know, depending on what the business goals are, if your business goal is growth, yep. um, if you can spend $10 in, sorry, a dollar in Google AdWords and get $10 back, sure. even if your SEO is generating you, you know, $10 million, you should still spend the money on paid search. Absolutely. So as long sure. as there's good profit in it, you should, you should spend on it. Yep. Um, but I will say that, you know, when a business is starting off, um, particularly like a startup e-com business, uh, SEO can sometimes be an unattractive proposition because building up your SEO is a multi-year process. Yep, and totally. this is what, a, uh, unfortunately, an ugly truth that a lot of SEO agencies don't tell their customers um, is that, you know, like, yeah, you can get ranking for a keyword in 30 days, but that doesn't mean you're going to be selling products off, the, you know, throwing products off the shelf. No. Um, and this is where paid search comes in handy because, you yep. know, you can put a good aggressive budget towards paid search and, and get some sort of semi-immediate results. Yeah. Um, you can't get that with organic and no. SEO. Whereas no. for established businesses where they already have a lot of domain authority, yep. they already have history with Google, you can tweak the sites to get a very quick result. Yeah, completely different picture. 100%. Yeah, so in, in, with startups, it's, it's about using pay to, you know, I guess in you know, some ways bridge the gap until the organic is established. Exactly and, and right. Working exactly for right. Them. And then either do both or cut back the pay, depending on of how course. profitable it is. Yeah, Absolutely. So, um, And you mentioned before that obviously the analytics and the data you have to work with is where you focus things. So you're, you're working with strategies that are, that are proving themselves. If something's not working, you've got the data to, to assess it and change your approach. What does your um, sort of process of assessment and feedback look like with your clients? Yep, so we have a process which we call Agile Campaign Development. So okay. every month, uh, the consultant will go through and do like a, a, a mini audit, whether it be on the SEO or whether it be on the paid search, yep. uh, to look for data-driven opportunities and, and incremental improvements on the campaign. Okay. So I'll give an example. We work with like a uh, really large women's fashion retailer with 700 stores and for these guys, we were uh, we do run quite heavy paid search campaigns. Okay. Um, and they were actually performing quite well. So they were generating an ROI of about six and a half to one. Right. Um, but what we found was that when we were looking through their results, we started noticing within their Google AdWords account that people were converting better at certain times of day. So we started introducing a strategy called day parting. Okay. Where we started maximizing the budget. Uh, we found that their customers were, were more active from 7 o'clock at night till about 8.30. Yep. We started pushing more of the budget into that specific time frame. And that ROI went from about a six and a half to, to over a nine to nine and a half to one ROI. Wow. So this is an example of like so looking the at the post-dinner shopping spree, is it? Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. They're at home, chilling out. Yeah not distracted by work. There are a couple of glasses of Chardonnay in and uh, they feel like um, buying a new frock. Exactly right, exactly yeah. right. And yeah. Afterpay makes it easy. Totally. Yeah, that's a really mm. interesting example. Thank you for that. Or even better, layby.com. Yep. Mm. I've heard that name mentioned many times in the last 48 hours. I can't quite put my finger on where I've heard it, but I'm sure it'll come back to me. <laughs> if we're talking about like digital marketing and, and the space that you guys are operating in, what do you see the main challenges that are specific to e-commerce businesses? Mm. 
specific problems to e-commerce businesses? I mean, it changes industry by industry, but I will say that, you know, there's a couple of different threats there. Uh, obviously, the rising cost of paid media is a big challenge I'm seeing for a lot yeah. of businesses. Absolutely. Um, so a lot of businesses that three or four years ago had the vast majority of their profitability coming from paid search yep. are now going, well, this isn't so profitable anymore because yep. over that same period, the cost of that same media to buy the same clicks has gone up 30%. And I think that's true across the board, isn't it? Like, you know, in social, the paid is getting more expensive. Absolutely. It's happening everywhere. Absolutely, absolutely. So this cost of, uh, of um, you know, that increase in paid media is is, is, is a big challenge for yep. the e-commerce businesses. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, uh, uh, that I say would be the, the, the biggest challenge. Um, and I mean, in terms of SEO, uh, really, it, you know, the fundamentals have, have always been the same, like provide a good user experience, provide good content, have an authoritative site, and the site will rank. So I think, you know, there was a bit of a trend before that businesses are saying, oh, well, you know, SEO had a really, really bad industry, had a very bad name. Yeah. And I, I remember, um, you know, businesses commonly saying, oh, well, we're just not investing money in SEO because it's all, it's all rubbish. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, shit, we haven't invested in SEO. We need to invest in our own own media. And, uh, you know, obviously Facebook is changing their algorithm quite significantly now. So getting profitability from Facebook is actually much, much harder than it was. Totally, yeah, we hear, that, we hear that so often. Mm. And, and I think the concept, and Google is obviously encouraging this more and more, the concept of having you know, content and structure and websites that are great for the customer, the user, mm. that, that priority is never going to change, right? Mm. So in that way, the, the core principles of having good content on page is probably, if anything, going to become more and more important rather than less so. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about evolution really quickly, Mez. I know we're probably starting to get towards the end of this and we'll, we'd like to try and wrap it up at around the 30-minute mark. But absolutely. in this space, everything is always changing and moving very quickly and, and, and our clients uh, you know, often sort of struggle to keep up with, with what's happening. What changes or trends do you and the OMG team see emerging in your space that's going to affect digital marketing? There's, there's a couple of things. There are some changes which I think are going to be led from a technology perspective. So okay. um, Google is placing a much, much heavier importance on usability. Yep. So, you know, if you look at really the disruptors in most e-commerce industries, even give an example of koala mattresses. Yeah. You know, they, they, these guys have a fantastic user experience on their yep. website and they're, they're getting great results. So I think the bar is being raised very, very high from, you know, the technology. So, you know, uh, from a Google perspective on, on, on what they expect the sites to rank. Yeah. And then conversely from the consumer's side, because there's so much more competition now, the expectations that consumers have have also increased. Sure. So now they don't want to land on, um, excuse the French, but like shitty brochure websites sure. that just have, you know, a whole bunch of unmerchandised products on a category page. They want nice, sleek design. They want to, and Koala is probably a very good example of that, yep. um, you know, to see the product benefits. They want really rich uh, informational product display pages yep. um, to push people through the funnel. Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, I see this is really raising the bar on what agencies need to deliver to customers yep. and what, um, you know, what the uh, e-commerce retailers need to do to make an ROI. And it all comes back to the, to the customer, doesn't it? Rather than the business, it's about giving the customer an awesome experience. Just as if they were walking in store, they want to talk to a well-informed salesperson, they want to be able to see, touch and feel the products and, and anything you can do to give them a, an equivalent experience online is going to... You know, Google's going to like it, but ultimately the customers are going to engage for longer, aren't they? Absolutely. And, and people are now exposed to so much information. And what this means for e-commerce retailers is you can't look at your marketing in silos anymore. Um, you know, your, your 60% of your users are going to start their search on a mobile device. Mobile devices have half the conversion rate of desktop. So people are now using devices where... You know, they may be on flicking through their mobile, uh, you know, on the on, on the way to work in the morning, looking at a dress, yep. get distracted and, you know, uh, and forget about it if you don't market to them properly. So this is sure. where you not only now have to be really good at SEO, really good at SEO, really good at Facebook, but you also have to be really good at integrating all of these technologies and channels together yep. so that you do have a cohesive experience with the customer from the initial touch point when they, uh, you know, interact with your brand. Uh, right through to the point that they're getting out their wallet um, or purse and purchasing your product. And then really importantly, after they've purchased, to stay in touch and keep them in the loop with your brand and, and keep delivering them opportunities to engage back with you. Exactly. Purchase again or learn more or refer a friend or drop a review or something that gives the business some additional value from that customer. Exactly right. Out of the vast majority of our largest e-commerce clients, their two highest ROI channels are always email marketing yep. and SEO. Yep. Um, so absolutely, your email database, your customer database is one of the most important things yep. for the business. And it's not just about getting as many customers as you can, but also uh, at customer advocacy. Yeah, we're having about four conversations about the email marketing side of things with uh, four very different businesses at the moment. Mate, we'll, we'll wrap that up. Do you have any sort of final insights or any news from OMG that you want to share or comment on before we finalise? Uh, mate, we just, um, we just released our um, ultimate SEO guide, uh, which you can access at onlinemarketinggurus.com forward slash SEO guide. Awesome. 14,000 words, very, very e-commerce flavoured. Okay. Um, so for any of your customers who are looking at like a really good guide that they can educate themselves on, we've just released that. Please go and check it out. That sounds perfect. Um, we do have a, an e-book on our homepage at onlinemarketinggurus.com.au which we're about to actually commercialize into a book, but we're still giving that away for free. Okay. It's over 100 pages of learning materials with a lot of e-commerce case studies in it. Uh, we've got one of the top 10 Forbes marketers in the globe who's put his guide in there for SEO. Um, so please, you know, go and uh, those resources are free. We've got some excellent information on them. And uh, if you ever have any questions, please feel free to contact us. That sounds perfect. All right, Mez, thank you very, very much. Mez is the co-founder of OMG. It's been awesome to speak with you. And again, thank you for your generosity, letting us use your offices. Uh, your, your guys have all been awesome, super friendly and, and very welcoming here in Sydney. So thank you, mate. You're more than welcome. Thank you for the opportunity.
So there you have it, guys. Uh, another uh, partner interview with Mez from Online Marketing Gurus. Uh, I spoke to the guys at OMG, uh, Mez and a few other of their team members and lead people on a recent trip to Sydney. Um, thanks very much for listening in again to the Cuts podcast. We're all about Shopify. So if you like what you hear, if you have questions, if you're having challenges with your Shopify website, please get in touch. Um, if you'd like to feature your business, whether you're an agency or a Shopify merchant, if you want to share your e-com stories, adventures, um, and battle scars with us on the podcast. We always love to hear from new people uh, and get people on board with our podcast. Um, It's all about helping merchants learn about the environment and the Shopify ecosystem. So please get in touch with us. You can hit uh, thecut.net.au, look us up on LinkedIn, I'm Ben DeJong. You can also find my business partner, Scott Sanders, on LinkedIn. Um, We're publishing content on our website. Um, You can also find The Cut on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And also keep a lookout for our Shopify meetups. We hold one every three months or so. They're awesome events. Keep an eye out for them. Get in touch. We're here to help you with Shopify. Uh, We hope to speak to you soon. We'll see you on the next podcast. Until then, Shopify till you dropify. Thanks for listening. Access e-commerce expertise from The Cut anytime. Visit thecut.net.au and connect on Facebook and LinkedIn.